Welcome to the Engrace and Truth blog podcast. I'm Michelle Autumn, the author of the blog, and I want to thank you for joining me today as we walk through our newest episode on pausing for Advent. I'm super excited about this episode as it is all about celebration of Advent season and what exactly that means. So in the stores right now, when you visit them, you'll see Advent calendars all over the place. The Advent that we're going to be talking about is a little bit different than Advent calendars. There is some information within the blog about the history of Advent calendars as well, but our main focus is going to be the liturgical practice of Advent that's usually held within the church. However, it's also observed in many people's homes during this time of year. So Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means coming. Advent focuses on two parts, the first coming of Christ, which we celebrate on Christmas Day, and looking forward to the second coming of Christ, which has not happened yet. It's the event that all Christ followers are um, keeping our eyes watching and waiting as we anticipate um, his arrival again one day. So I am so glad that you are here. I hope that you learned some new things. If you know anything about Advent that I don't include and you want to add that in the comments, feel free to do so. And I look forward to spending some time with you as we talk about pausing for Advent. I have wonderful memories of Advent from my childhood. Each of the four Sundays leading up to Christmas, both at church and at home, a candle was lit on our Advent wreath. At church, I remember watching the flame flicker throughout the reading of scripture and seeing the candle wax melt farther down a little each week as I anticipated the arrival of Christmas Day. At home, I remember when I was old enough to light the candle each week and have fond memories of doing so before we began our meals. Many wonderful memories and conversations took place at the dinner table while we gathered there around the Advent wreath. As a little girl growing up, the Advent wreath reminded me that Christmas would soon be here. I could hardly contain my excitement. Advent is so much more than a countdown to Christmas like I thought it was when I was a child. And in my adult years, I have learned the deeper meaning behind this beautiful season. Let me be clear on something. Advent is not a requirement for those who follow Christ, and it cannot be found in Scripture. The reason we choose to celebrate Advent in our home is to purpose our hearts on the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, as Christmas Day approaches. So now we're going to talk about the history of Advent. The history of Advent, according to Ryan Reeves from the GospelCoalition.org, most likely began in the 4th century out of Spain and Europe which marks the time in history when the earliest writings are found. However, there is greater historical evidence of Advent in the 5th and 6th century writings, and there are even some sermons found that include the celebration of Advent within them. Originally, Advent was utilized to prepare new Christians for baptism. However, over time, this changed um, into the celebration before Christmas. Historically, Advent focuses on two themes— 
the return of Christ or his second coming, and the first coming of Christ. The church spent the first two weeks of Advent focusing on actually the second coming of Christ, and then the second two weeks focusing on his first arrival when he came in the flesh, which we observe on Christmas Day, so the birth of Christ. Advent wreaths were associated with providing light during the darkest time of the year, which is the winter solstice, or the shortest day of the year, the day that there's the most darkness. Infoplease.com says that they were born out of a folk tradition in Northern Europe. European Christians began practicing the tradition of lighting four candles on the four Sundays preceding Christmas Day in the 16th century. Traditionally, people use three purple candles representing peace, hope, and love, and a rose candle representing joy. Sometimes an additional candle is incorporated in the center of the wreath, and this candle is known as the Christ candle, and it's lit on either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. You may also be wondering about Advent calendars, so here's a brief history on them. Infoplease.com states that Advent calendars were first used in the 1800s in Germany. They had 24 doors that were to be opened from December 1st to December 24th. Originally, each door of the Advent calendar opened to reveal a picture inspired by the Hebrew Bible. Now, Advent calendars are solely used as countdowns to Christmas, and they have no religious affiliation at all. However, some of them may still contain um, biblical pictures. You might have a manger scene or something like that, but there's no religious affiliation. Today, many people celebrate the season of Advent by reflecting on the birth of Christ. During Advent, they remember the significance of his first coming. So a lot of um, people will read scripture based on the birth of Christ as they light the Advent candles. In our home, we like to both reflect on the birth of Christ and look ahead toward the second coming of Christ, remembering that he is coming again one day soon. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. For us, taking time to celebrate Advent in our home helps me to do these things. Helps me to think about things that are lovely, worthy of praise, pure, just, and honorable. The Christmas season is such a busy time, and it is so easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle to lose focus of the reason we celebrate. Incorporating Advent means that each week we take time to pause, to reflect on the birth of the Savior of the world, and to remember that he's coming again someday in the future. Pointing our hearts towards the birth of Christ and his second coming brings hope, peace, love, and joy to our family. During this time, we remember why we are in desperate need of a Savior. We see that need fulfilled in Christ. We read portions of scripture and discuss what the lighting of each candle signifies. So each year, our family chooses to 
read scripture focusing on those four central themes of peace, hope, love, and joy. So for our blog, I have put together some scriptures that are centralized on those themes. Um, Please know that these can be changed from year to year. But the first one is on hope. So this, it comes from 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5. And it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. The birth of Christ and his second coming give hope to a very dark world. All of scripture points us to the hope found in Christ. The Old Testament points to the hope of a coming Savior. The New Testament fulfills the prophecy of the first coming of Christ and his death and resurrection. Because of his sacrifice, we can have a relationship with the Father and we are able to look forward to the hope that he is coming again. The second candle, peace. I've chosen John 14, 27, which says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. We are given peace through Christ, who is the Prince of Peace, and we find this in Isaiah 9, 6. When we look at the first coming of Christ, we see how he brought us peace with the Father by taking the place for our sins and dying on the cross so that we can be made righteous, which is in Romans 5, 1. Because of his sacrifice, we can also look ahead toward the day when there will be no more crying, no more pain, no more death, and no more grieving. That's a beautiful promise from God for all of those who put their faith in Christ and follow him. And you can find this promise in Revelation 21.4. The next candle represents love. And our scripture is 1 John 4, 9 through 10. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Before the foundations of the world were even set, the plan was for Christ to die in our place. We find this in 1 Peter 1.20. He was perfect and spotless without any blemish. And we see this in 1 Peter 1.19. And yet he would bear the sins of the world. Christ would take our place while we were still sinners. He would love us unconditionally when we were so undeserving of love. He has loved us before the beginning of time and will continue to love us throughout all of eternity. He desires to have a relationship with each person, but we must be willing to follow him. You can read more about this my blog titled, Who is Jesus and Why Should We Know Him? The next candle is representing joy. Luke 2, 8-11 says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. 
and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. In Christ we find joy. He brings joy to the world, or he brought joy to the world on the night of his birth and continues to bring joy as we look ahead to his second coming. In times where it seems like everything around us is going wrong and crumbling down, joy is still found in him, and we see evidence of this in Habakkuk 3, 17 through 18. Please see our previous blog on joy for more information about how wonderful joy is found in Christ. The final candle that some choose to light is the Christ candle. And Romans 3, 23 through 25 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption of Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. Some choose to light one final candle on either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, which is called the Christ candle. This candle represents the coming of Christ over 2,000 years ago, but it is also a reminder that he's coming again. When this candle is lit, we focus on the gift of Christ from God the Father. We are reminded that it is only through Christ that we can have a relationship with the Father. We can never be good enough all on our own to spend an eternity with a holy God. The blood of Christ blots out our transgressions, which we see in Isaiah forty-three twenty-five, and washes us whiter than snow. And because of him, we have hope and a future, which is found in Jeremiah twenty-nine eleven. Our last segment is going to be on observing Advent. So in addition to the lighting of candles each week, I like to complete a Bible study that focuses on Advent. For me, this is just an additional time in which I'm posturing my heart on Jesus. This time reminds me to slow down and to remember why we celebrate Christmas and all that we have to look forward to as believers in Christ. If you're wondering what Advent study I like to do, I like to choose one from the Daily Grace Co., they do sell out every year, and unfortunately, they are already sold out of their studies for this year. However, next year, I do plan to do a blog or a podcast earlier um, when those uh, studies are released with a link that you can go and purchase one if you are interested. And I do highly recommend them. They're wonderful resources. But there are no re rules on how to observe Advent. If you want to light candles, you can use a wreath or any type of setup you like. If you want to visit the blog, you'll see several pictures of different ways people have set up their Advent wreaths. Um, really, just any way you'd like to do it, you can. You do not need to use purple and rose candles. You can choose your colors. I usually purchase white and gold. You do not even have to light candles, and you can decide to do something different to remember Christ during the season. You can read scripture on what each candle represents, 
Or maybe you want to read scripture centered on the first and second coming of Christ. Honestly, my family does not even always light the candles on Sunday due to our very busy schedules, but we do make sure to come together at least one night each week to do so. The important thing is to set aside time to remember why we are anticipating Christmas and what we are looking ahead to as followers of Christ. Even though the Advent season has already begun, I encourage you to take some time to pause for Advent. You will never regret time spent with the Lord or time spent focusing on and worshiping Him. I pray that you are blessed with the peace, hope, love, and joy that comes from a relationship with Christ this season and always. Thank you for joining me on another episode of In Grace and Truth blog podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion on Advent. If you have any additional information that you would like to share, or if you want to tell me about your family's traditions or your church's traditions focusing and celebrating Advent, please leave a comment in the comment section. As always, if you have anything that you would like prayer for, I would love the opportunity to pray for you. Feel free to leave any prayer request or even just an unspoken in the comment section, and I'll be sure to be praying for you. I hope that you have a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you may be listening, and I cannot wait for the next time that we get to spend some time together. Be blessed. Thank you for listening. And make sure that you check us out on either Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Anchor. Until next time, bye.